the Power Pack Morning Zoo. Are you kidding me? It's the greatest radio show ever. Good morning and welcome. Dan Mickley. He's a very successful writer. Vince Morata. Let's cut the crap, Mr. Morata. Sarah Gazelle. She's got a job working with a bunch of wackos. And Jerry Carlin. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Good morning, happy Wednesday, Valley sports fans. And sorry to all the pitchers and catchers in the Valley who have to go to work today. Your summer vacation is over. Get to work. Winter vacation. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Either you know, it's way. it's it's their version yes. of a summer vacation. That's sure. what that's what I'm saying. Not and literally, yes. figuratively. And man, they get going early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a day of great symbolism across the country, back in places that are cold and snowy and gross. Pitchers and catchers reporting drums up. Ideas of sunshine and freshly cut screaming grass. Hot dogs. Hot dogs, yes. I always feel bad for them the first few weeks because it's still really cold in the mornings here. It becomes beautiful days as it goes, but like you said, they start. Do you the... do you not know what baseball players do the first two weeks of spring training? The and answer like... is nothing. <laughs> so what did they do? A lot of stretching? Oh, it was stretching, uh, soft toss. They get weighed, you know, they get measured. Then they go play golf. In their defense, though, it's not like it used to be. These guys are working out. You know, they say pitchers and catchers are reporting. Those guys have been around for a long time, mm-hmm. including players that aren't pitchers well, and catchers. It used to be more of a symbolic date, but I, I get why they still do it. Um, because, you know, back in the day, when they went on their vacation after the season, they had to go work in the mines or sell cars yeah, or, or, or do plumbing. Yeah, yeah so exactly. you're right. Right, exactly. Roto Root. That kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> they had to do really nasty jobs, which is why, the, really, it's it's why spring training is as long as it is. It doesn't need to be this long. Not anymore. No, right. it's a scam. Now it's just a money maker. It's all a scam. <laughs> Everything. You, you, uh, by the way, can I just uh, can I just pay respects to Tommy Pham, who is not yet signed with the team, if he's listening in the Valley? Uh, Tommy Pham went to the Super Bowl <laughs> and left after the first quarter. Yeah, he took a he took mm-hmm. a shots on his social media of his seats at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then he left and, and he in the third out. quarter posted a picture from his couch and said the game's much better from home. Peaced out. <laughs> Another dude who had no interest in seeing Usher. I did go back and watch the halftime show. It was very good. I do agree with you. It was very okay. good. That I didn't watch it real time though. What's yeah. that? I said that man can move. Oh yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you know what Usher got paid to do? The, uh... oh, are they getting paid now? Yeah, I, eh. I think it came out to $671. Oh, okay. But the multi-millions he makes in streaming, because oh. the song went to number one, and then they announced his tour. And a new album. And a new album. So it's all, I mean, it's all a big, big picture play. But Isn't it amazing how predictable and reflexive human beings can be that they know that just by putting a guy on a halftime show that they're gonna, that his music's going to spike? Yeah. Happens to every single artist. It doesn't even have to be a halftime show now. It can be a, just a song that some television producer picks to feature in an episode. We saw it yeah. with or a TikTok sound. Tick, yes, that's yes happening a ton these days. It's a weird. It's a weird Except musical world we're living. They're in. not allowed to play music on TikTok anymore. Apparently, well, Is not they? with not with one music group. Yes, um, that just has a lot of popular artists. That affects me like zero. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> me too. Um, why are these artists getting paid six hundred seventy-one dollars? 
I thought I, as if right. Super Bowl I, I, I is not like, making billions. I was like, Dan, I thought they had. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it used to be they were promotion. paid nothing. It used to be we are doing you a solid by letting you perform at halftime. It's invaluable promotion. Yeah. yeah, right. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, by the way. Oh, yes. Are you, why, sure. why are you saying that to us? And Ash What's Wednesday. What's the matter with you? you? And it's, it's <laughs> Ash does. Wednesday and Arizona's okay. birthday. Okay. Well, that's true. It is Arizona's birthday. Okay. And it's National Fruit Roll-Up Day, right? Woo, let's go. All right. Okay, good. Wow, there's a lot of things to get into today, apparently. Start the show, Jarrett. The Splash. Splash. <laughs> the stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. When the Suns and Kings get together, it's usually an entertaining game. Last night, no exception. Phoenix used a balanced attack and a great fourth quarter shooting performance to beat the Kings 130 to 125 in Footprint Center. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined to hit seven of ten shots in the fourth quarter, combined for 20 points in the last frame. Suns won the quarter 36-33 in their biggest fourth quarter output of the season. Durant finished with 28. Booker shook off some early shooting issues to post 25. And Eric Gordon had 20 of his 23 in the first half. The Suns did lose Bradley Beal to a hamstring strain just five minutes into the contest. No rest for the Suns, though. Uh, they're back at on the hardwood tonight facing their former coach, Monty Williams, and the Detroit Pistons. Williams, of course, coached the Suns for four years. His 628 regular season winning percent, percentage, third highest in franchise history, and one of three coaches, along with John McLeod and Paul Westfall, to lead the Suns to the finals. Curious to see what the uh, reception is tonight for Monty. Uh, Beal will not play in that game that tips off at 7. Pre-game coverage hits the airwaves at 6 on Arizona. Arizona Sports on 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. All in all, one of my favorite Suns victories of the oh, year. Okay, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was uh, it was an enjoyable basketball game. Light games where both teams shoot well when the tempo is good. Yeah. I agree. And there was intensity in that game, mm-hmm. too. Just because the score was high doesn't mean they weren't getting after it. They were. Uh, Suns finalizing a deal with veteran forward Thaddeus Young for the rest of the season. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, the first to report that yesterday. The 35-year-old Young was most recently a member of the Raptors before getting uh, bought out by the team last week. He's averaged 12.2 points, 5.7 rebounds over 1,162 career games in 18 NBA seasons. Young and new teammate Kevin Durant, two of the five remaining NBA players active from the draft class of 2007. The others are Al Horford, Mike Conley, and Jeff Green. But Thaddeus Young joining the fold. Not uh, not made official yet. But yeah, but it's official. It's happening. Kevin Durant yeah. mentioned it on a post-game it's interview happening. last night. Yeah. It's happening. Uh, last night in the NBA, Boston stayed red hot, beating Brooklyn 118-110. Jason Tatum at 41. The Lakers smacked the Pistons, who were in town tonight, of course, 125-111. Anthony Davis had 20 points. 14 rebounds, 6 block shots, and 1 eyebrow. Uh, Miami rolled over Milwaukee at Fiserv Forum 123-97. Oklahoma City down to Orlando 127-113. Shade Gilgis, Alexander, and Jalen Williams combined for 65. And Minnesota keeps on winning. Another one over the uh, Blazers, 121-109. Anthony Edwards at 41 points for Minnesota. Or Minnesota, as we've found out the correct pronunciation is this week. The Mecklenburg County Superior 
Superior Court dismissed three criminal counts against Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges on Tuesday due to insufficient evidence to warrant prosecution. Bridges did not play last season, served a 30-game suspension from the league after pleading no contest to June 2022 domestic violence charges against the mother of his two children. He is serving three years of probation, but we talked a lot about Miles Bridges last week yeah, and whether or not it was uh, worth it to go down that road, especially with the uncertain legal future. Well, it's not uncertain anymore. No, and, and I'm thinking, I'm guessing that the Suns and Matt Ishbia kind of had a, kind of had an idea that there was going to be some uh, confusion in the testimony of the um, accuser. Yes. That now things got a little fuzzy. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, so whatever. So Miles Bridges has been cleared. Let's hope, let's hope he can be a good, decent citizen. Yes. And, and yeah. I, I think ultimately that came down to Charlotte just saying, maybe having that same information and yes, saying, absolutely. Miles Bridges is a really good We're not giving him more. He, not he giving himself more. said he didn't want to be yeah, traded. That is so. true. Uh, spring training here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Pitchers and catchers holding their first official workouts at Salt River Fields this morning. As the D-backs begin defense of their National League crown, full team workouts begin next Monday the 19th. Cactus League play gets started Friday the 23rd against the Rockies. And we'll have a little taste of baseball today with Tori Lovello nice. and Zach Allen joining nice. us in the 7 o'clock hour. Coyotes back home at Mullet hosting the Minnesota Wild tonight. Yotes trying to snap a six-game losing streak that started prior to the All-Star break. The Wild currently lead the Yotes by three points in the Western Conference wildcard picture. It's a little bunched up. Minnesota's got 53 the Coyotes have 50 points. The Kings and the Blues currently lead the wild card chase. Tonight's game faces off at 7.30. You can hear the action on KTAR News 92.3 and the Arizona Sports app. Um, and ASU basketball looking for a second straight win this evening in Tempe as Bobby Hurley Sun Devils host Oregon State at Desert Financial Arena. ASU 12-12 and trying to avenge a 13-point loss to the Beavers in Corvallis back on January 27th. That game starts at 7. You can hear it on ESPN 620 with pregame coverage preceding the tip at 6.30. There you go. There is your splash for this Valentine's Day. Happy day to all who celebrate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an authentic, really organic oh. holiday. You know what I always say? Valentine's Day is unnecessary for us around the uh, calendar romantics. Right? That's right. <laughs> Every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hopeless romantic. Especially true for Vince Perot. That's right. It is. His life is a rom-com. It really is. <laughs> Wait, is that Sydney Sweeney? <laughs> you should see the Rotten Tomatoes ratings. Coming up, the Suns get a big win over the Kings last night. We'll dive into the details here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on this Wednesday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Luke, how crucial is this stretch before the All-Star break for the Phoenix Suns? We'll be reacting to Suns-Kings at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Yeah, the composure was very impressive with our guys. You know, they, they made some runs, and, uh, you know, we try to keep them keep them settled. You know, I mean, it was even at one point they, they went on a run, and I took Kevin Durant out. That's not typically what you do <laughs> when the other team's on a run, but it's a long game. you gotta you got to keep fresh bodies in there. And, um, you know, those guys uh, throughout the game, when the other t- when, when the Kings were making runs, showed great composure to just, uh, you know, stick with what we're doing, make, you know, subtle adjustments where we needed to. And, uh, and and be the team that makes the next run. It's Frank Vogel, head coach of the Phoenix Suns, following a five-point win over the Kings last night at Footprint Center. Very entertaining basketball game. 
Unlike the last time these two teams got together, which was very entertaining in its own right, the Suns did not fall behind big. couple times in the first half, especially second quarter, it felt like the Kings might run away and hide again mm-hmm. like they did. But uh, to Frank Vogel's point, I thought the composure was was there. Throughout the game for the Suns, they stayed within about 10, 11 points and then uh, were able to turn it on. Very good second half and a very good fourth quarter, which yeah. we have not been able to say no, uh, I agree. too often this I year. I agree. Devin Booker was sensational down the stretch. You're right. It was a, it was a great game in terms of shot making and field goal percentage. Um, uh, it's an entertaining matchup when these teams play, like you said, and, and the teams kind of stayed within arm's length, length of each other and the Suns executed late. You know, and and there were some big shots made along the way. Grayson Allen made a deep three, as you know, that was sort of a, kind of a big momentum deal. Royce O'Neal made a couple Are you of big about shots. Grayson Allen's desperation yeah. heave. Yeah, the desperation <laughs> heave that had him laughing the afterwards. Smile on his yeah. face, uh-huh. like five seconds on defense. He still had the smile on his face. Like those are the ones that sometimes your your prayers just get answered. Yeah, you they take do. It, you put right. it in your pocket, you, and put you move it, on. Right, exactly. You put it at the rim and you hope for the best. Yeah. So and and then and then book making some key shots down the stretch as well. Yeah, good win for the team. I agree with you. Uh, On Devin Booker, it was uh, kind of a mixed bag, but certainly the second half, he showed up big time, showed up big time in the fourth quarter, got this praise from Frank Vogel. Spectacular. You know, I mean, he just played a hell of a second half. Played a hell of a first half. He just didn't make shots, and and he was, you know, playing through double teams and and getting others involved. Um, But, you know, he's he's got a unique uh, knack for – just feeling the game out, you know, and um, taking advantage of what the defense has given him in the in the first half and in facilitating, and um, you know, finding a way to you know get the ball up to the basket even through the double teams in the second half. And like I said, score twenty in the second half, big part of the W. Yeah, and if you watched that that game, uh, Devin mm-hmm. Booker starts out one for ten. Oh, he, look, he was he missed fourteen of his first eighteen shots by my math. Um. Wasn't he? Wouldn't he like? F- he was one for ten and then finished six for seven because he finished seven for seventeen. In the okay, game. I thought I thought at one point in t- yeah okay one point in time he was four fourteen from the field. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. Yeah, that's what right. Uh, okay, and you know he he talked about it after the game. Um, Staying within striking distance mm-hmm. the whole game, sticking with it after a tough start for him personally. Yeah, you have to. You know, I like the shots I was getting. I threw one off the side of the backboard. Uh, it was tough early, but you know, I still just want to play the right way, defend, make sure my teammates are still involved. That's uh, with uh, AZ Family's Amanda Flugrad after the game. And look, look the the trajectory that Booker's been on for a lot of this year has has not been great. Fourth quarters, there's mm. been some really odd. Absences either by design or game flow where he's not that involved. So to see him turn around what was a rough shooting night, you mentioned he mentioned throwing one up off the off the side of the backboard and you're like, Ooh, he really yeah. doesn't he's have it. He's kind tonight. of off. Yeah. So for him to turn uh-huh. that around, that was a that was a vintage. That's Devin what great Booker players do. Yes. Yeah, they yeah, they, they, the they come do. alive and they make shots when it matters and he did. And that last fadeaway he mm-hmm. hit was was um very instrumental. Yeah. Like I said, I, I this is one of my favorite wins of the year. Because it wasn't, it wasn't the normal formula. There was so many people involved uh, in this win for the Suns. It wasn't just about the big three. They lose Bradley Beal early, which was a bummer because it looked like Beal was pretty comfortable to start that game. He had five points in, in five minutes. And strange play. And when he came out of the game... I even looked at the clock. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't tell anything was wrong. I don't, and I don't think a lot of people that were mm-hmm. watching the game did. 
I was like, that's a really early substitution. Right. And then you find out what exactly happened. And and, and Bradley Beal did seem a little frustrated coming out of the game when he did at that time. But kudos to Eric Gordon. Without Eric Gordon keeping them in that game in the the first half. They that, win. That's one of those games that go in the good Eric Gordon column. Yes. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was a very impactful performance from him. The good thing about Bradley Beal is you can tell from players and and the way teammates react that that this might be moderate at worst, and for it to happen going into the All Star break, it, that's that's good. That's I mean he'll have time to heal up now. Oh, absolutely. Here He's was, clearly not going to play tonight. No, They've already declared that. Already announced it. Yeah. Here was Frank Vogel on the uh, Beal injury update. Ooh, that's a good question. I know he's out tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what they're calling exactly, but he pulled his hamstring. You know, so um, strain is hamstring. We'll call. It, I'll call it a strain. Okay, hamstring strain. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow, but they don't think it's too serious. So hopefully, with the break, right, right after tomorrow's game, um, he doesn't miss too much more time. We'll see where he's at. Yeah, tonight. So he's got tonight off, and then the Suns don't uh, lace him up until what next Thursday? The following Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a nice it's week a good chunk of time. Recovery. Yeah. Yeah. He might get his nose fixed during that time, he could, too. Yeah, right. You get both fixed. Get a two-for-one yeah, deal. Yeah. Get a Who did you say, Jared? Put some of your hamstring in your nose? Yeah. That's not going to work out well. switcheroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ham nose. Uh, right. <laughs> you know my doctor, Dr. Vinny Boombox. Oh, hey. <laughs> right. He's an ear, nose, and wallet man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, but, and, and I thought, I thought for for a new dude, Royce O'Neal played uh, with a lot of uh, confidence last night. Yeah, we'll get into to Royce O'Neal before the game. Frank Vogel saying, ideally, we'd like 15 minutes from Royce tonight, and then the whole script changes because Bradley yeah. goes out. He so plays he, 30 minutes, and he was good, and yeah. is in there at crunch time and just filled the stat sheet uh-huh. and had a, a couple of very instrumental yep. plays. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah. the early returns on mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal are good. And look, the the excitement is building. Some of the players last night talking about this addition of Thaddeus Young mm-hmm. that's coming and how he can help and giving them an ingredient that they don't have with added experience. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very interesting post all star. And they're break. claiming to still be into Danilo Gallinari. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, you're, I agree. I agree. Uh, now again, I mean, it, it's it it sounds great. I don't know how you divide roles and and kind of do the math with that, but that's for Frank Vogel to figure out. Absolutely. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata Show podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. Never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata Show podcast. It's brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. Before last night's game, there was a little bit of a podcast slash social media battle going on between. Draymond Green and another member of the Phoenix Suns. We'll get into that next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Antics. Try your people. The, the stuff she shouldn't boot. But I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, um, they try to play that way, but no one worry about them. They got to win tonight. We'll see what happens with them in a few games. So we want more to say. Don't worry about it. Don't say no enough. That was uh, Yusuf Nurkic Saturday night. After the Suns lost to the Golden State Warriors on Steph Curry's uh, last-second three-pointer, of course, that game was punctuated by mm. the continuation of the Nurkic versus Draymond Green battle. Yeah. Um, and Nurkic made those comments, and they trickled into the... Golden State locker room. Mm-hmm. So Draymond Green and Steph Curry and everybody uh, addressed them. But Draymond Green also has a podcast, which mm-hmm. is 
um, released yesterday. And <laughs> this whole situation with Yusuf Nurkic came up a lot. Um, and we can't play all of it for you because Draymond did spend a lot of time discussing Yusuf Nurkic and another member of the Suns, which we will get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Draymond Green took offense to the comments that were made by Yusuf Nurkic uh, and has a nickname for Yusuf Nurkic these days. I watched that same little guy play against someone not long before us, <clears throat> and they shot a three, and he stood under the rim and waved at him and got the rebound. And quite frankly, <clears throat> you see clowns like that do things like that. And it's actually very disrespectful to the game. It's disrespectful to the player that you're doing it to. And so the clown, then I catch the ball on the block. And the clown decides to kind of turn his body towards me. All right, well, bring your chest here. Because now your shoulders should meet my chest. You should get put in the rim. And then that's what happened. Oh, and by the way. We all can do the little slap the floor too small celebration. Yeah, he also said uh, yeah. he wasn't uh, all that shocked by Nurkic's comments. I must say, not very surprised that he went to the media and said what he said because that's the same guy that laid out on the floor um, when I made contact. Bro, you 300 pounds. Get up off the floor, bro. <laughs> if he actually didn't lay out on the floor like that, I actually don't get the suspension that I got probably. But dude laid out like he was dead. That same guy then goes and say he doesn't deserve another chance. How, bro? What an embarrassment. And they expect to win with that guy. I agree. What an embarrassment, Draymond. But you're the embarrassment in all of this. I, I disagree with you. Do you? I do, yeah. I, yeah I, Draymond I, Green talking about disrespect I, and clowns? No, 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 no. No, I don't no, listen. I'm talking about it. If you're going to frame up Yusuf Nurkic and his actions in the Warriors game, I think he did take it to a clownish level, to be honest with you. I, I think it's one thing to turn your back on Giannis when he's at the three-point line and kind of say, go ahead, shoot it. To turn your back when Draymond's got the ball on the blocks, now now you are getting goofy. And 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 I really appreciate Yusuf Nurkic, but but I, I, I don't think that that's... That's really becoming. I don't think he should be engaging in that with Draymond Green. Well, I mean, there's some validity to that. And that one specific play, I think, did ignite Draymond Green. And he got the last laugh in that game. But it's not like we're talking about Draymond Green being a 30-point scorer. And if you want to get no. your point across, and if you want to poke back to somebody that's poking you, right. that's one way to do it. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I really don't see anybody else doing that in the league. So, I, I listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to defend Draymond Green, but I will say this. Um, what Yusef Nurkic did after the game, he went in on Draymond Green, and he, he fell into Draymond Green's trap. Because to come out and say this guy hasn't changed, he doesn't deserve a second chance. Again, there's a fine line here between tactics and physical play and trash talking and dirty basketball. It's the dirty basketball that that has Draymond Green of the on the edge of getting kicked out of the league. That had Draymond Green suspended. And and wh- what Draymond's saying afterwards is, what did I do? What did I do that was even close to what I got suspended for in the course of that game against the Suns? So so when he goes in on Yusuf Nurkic afterwards and says. Dude, what did I do? What did I do to warrant you saying I don't deserve a second chance? I I think he's right. I'm sorry, I do.
Here is more about uh, what he perceived as a questioning of his character. The little guy then goes, like I say, went into the media complaining. Like, I did something to him as if he didn't do the too small celebration. And then he starts to question my character. What a coward. You go questioning character about a basketball game that you just lost, that you got destroyed, and the only thing you should talk about is how you got punished. 15-9-7, and 15-7-9, and, and you finish with a measly 6-6-4. Six, six and four. four assists is a bright spot for him, so I'll give him that. But 6-6, six and six. and then you go to the media and cry like that? I, I got to tell you. <laughs> Draymond Green having his character questioned by anybody in the league, whether it's Yusuf Nurkic or anybody else, mm-hmm. is, again, pointing a finger back at him. He's given the entire league and world over a decade of reason Yeah, to, to I agree question with that. his character. Oh, I agree with that. I agree. But, but if you come out and say nothing has changed, he doesn't deserve a second chance, you think that's appropriate? I mean, did did he need to say it? No, I had the same perception, and a lot of people watching okay. that game had the same perception about Draymond uh, Green. Well, uh, yeah, I mean that's the way Draymond Green always plays. There was not he didn't do anything dirty in that game. He didn't step on anyone's chest. He didn't elbow anybody in the face. No, not a, that's not that's that where game. I'm looking at. That's that to me is where if Draymond does that again, he should be kicked out of the league. That but, was, but the other stuff is what he's always done. So and when you get and when so in my way of viewing it, when you come after the game and engage in this and, and, and say that kind of stuff to Draymond Green, oh, you're just you're walking right into his trap. That's what I'm saying. Uh, now I, I'd rather move on to the KD thing because yes. I, this is where I think. Uh, where I think Draymond Green is really like, okay, what are you doing that for? Mm-hmm. Just to go questioning my character, I thought was whack. But like guys, guys are making a habit out of that. Um, him and Kevin questioned my character before, you know, as if you go question somebody's character about a basketball game as if it's not real life, as if that don't affect people's pockets. Like, I think all of it was really cowardly, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah, I did what I did. I take my stuff on the chin. We spoke about that. I still stand on that. I meant every word I said about it. But if you want to know the truth about that, I think all of it was cowardly. I think, you know, you start going and question somebody's character in front of the whole world, it's whack. So I think they all whack, both of them. Going back to, you know, Yusuf Nurkic saying mm-hmm. what he did, perceived as a, a questioning of character, that's fine. If you want to define it that way, that's fine. And you're right, Draymond Green did nothing dirty Saturday night. That was that was visible. Mm-hmm. That was a carryover. Yes. Obvious carryover. Right. Right. Yusuf Nurkic was bothered by what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And bothered by, I, I don't know if it was a lack of contrition. I thought Draymond Green in real time in the days that followed that incident uh, in their last meeting when Nurkic went down and, and Green got the suspension, I thought he showed some culpability there. Uh, and maybe Nurkic did take it too far. But again, Draymond Green, the, the repu- he, he says, I wouldn't have got the same suspension had he not laid on the floor like he was dead. Like, the league is going to ignore the long laundry list of right. things you've done I, in this league. Yes, league. I agree that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's what got you yeah, suspended. I agree that's ridiculous. Yeah, right. I, I'm not arguing with that at all. I'm not. I and, and I just, like I said, I think for Yusuf to go there after the game, that was probably something he shouldn't have said because there, there was nothing Draymond did. So he looks like, he. I, again, I, it, just, it just sounds and feels 
feels like he fell into the Draymond trap. Keep in mind, Draymond's got a podcast now. Draymond's going to be doing a halftime show with Charles Barkley at the All-Star Game or a, a Manning cast kind of deal. Mm-hmm. He's got a big, big platform. I, I don't think you're going to see KD react to, to Draymond Green, calling him cowardly. And, and what Draymond Green is getting at with KD, and I, I think this is a, a much bigger story because you are talking about one of the game's greatest players and a former teammate, is he, he doesn't like the fact that KD uh, went down that road of, man, I hope he gets some help. I hope he gets some help. Well, look, at that point in time, a lot of people were thinking that about Draymond Green. A lot of people. Like, really, you can't control yourself on a basketball court to the point where you're throwing elbows at dudes' heads and you're stepping on dudes' chests. So it, that, to me, is interesting. Why, why did he choose this moment now to to ramp up and amp up something against KD after he had already kind of screamed a, an even worse word at him on the court? Yeah, and, Dr- and Draymond Green himself admitted he went to Adam Silver and said, I'm thinking about leaving. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. quitting. Mm-hmm. And Adam Silver talked him into it. That is an admission. You know what you're doing is wrong. Why else would you walk away? The guy loves basketball. And for him to go after KD, I mean, that's the next chapter in all of this. That is. Draymond Green, you have two extra pieces of jewelry in your collection because of that man. It's very true. And and K- KD is going to be KD will, won't walk into this trap. I, I do not think KD is going to bark back at him. KD is going to settle this on the court. That's the way you do it. Yes. Coming up next, uh, WM Phoenix Open. Promising change moving forward. Bick's got some details on all of it next. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's Wolf. Baseball season is upon us as pitchers and catchers report to spring training. So do the Diamondbacks need to add anything else before the regular season starts? We get going at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. It's the Wednesday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Auction Community Studios. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Sarah Cazell, Jarrett Carlin with you until 10 o'clock today, mm. leading up to Wolf and Luke. And we are in the aftermath, not only of Super Bowl, still in the aftermath of the oh, WM yeah. Phoenix Open, which wrapped <laughs> up and everybody's still talking mm-hmm. about. And according to the numbers, uh, at least a couple of numbers uh, that I'll start here, which has people talking. 211 people ejected from this year's tournament. Which is more than double the previous year. 54 arrests which were made at the event. Which is three times the previous year. Yes, and uh, people pointing out, and, and to a degree, I think this anyway, mm-hmm. piling on. A lot of people that weren't oh, there, yeah. and I wasn't there. Uh, so I, I'm kind of viewing things through through your lens because yeah. you spent a lot of time out there. Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, that uh, that dive down the hill you did, amazing. <laughs> if it, like I said, if it was going to happen, it was going to be involuntary. And I, and I wanted no part of that. Um, so, you know, Chance Cosby of the Thunderbirds mm-hmm. came out and said nothing's off the table when it comes to future changes for this event. And they're addressing it. They very yes. easily could say, look, this formula works for us. We're going to blame it on the weather, and it's business as usual. But they're not doing that right now, and no. I think that's the right way to approach you know, it. No, oh, listen, I, and I agree with this, and I, I do think that there's a blend here. I'm not trying to be overly sympathetic to, 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 the, to the drunks and the party scene uh, over the weekend, uh, but I will say there is some grandstanding going on, and there's a lot of people who are acting aghast at young people staggering around drunk. That happens every year. Do you know what Old Town Scottsdale looks like on a 
Saturday night. Um, so listen, so so it just spare me that. That that to me seems a little disingenuous. These numbers don't lie though. 40, 54 arrests compared to eighteen the previous year. One of the things that that I noticed last year, and so did a lot of people. I don't know what they did last year, whether it was limiting GA or cutting off alcohol sales, but the vibe Saturday at number sixteen last year, not this year, last year was really lacking. It was the first time where I walked away from that going. That was not as much fun as it used to be. This year, they kind of they 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 lost control of it. There's no doubt about that. The numbers do not lie. And one of the things that I think um, are really embarrassing, although I don't know this, is the trespass numbers. 73 trespassing charges compared to 41 the year before. And what had happened outside the gates when the Thunderbirds made the decision to shut off the entry point and not allow any more people in? There's a lot of videos out there of kids who went around the back of the neighborhood on Princess Drive and went through people's backyards and hopped onto the course. (laughs) Now, either people let them do that or there were people who were like, why are there strangers cutting through my backyard? So that is not cool. No. Uh, that is not cool. not cool. So when you add up the things that are not cool, th- there's a lot there that the Thunderbirds have to address, and I believe that they're going to. But but the fear of overreaction, I'm very, very curious about this because um, you don't want golfers talking smack about this tournament. Right. Even if the golfers might have been a little bit on edge or over on edge, which I'm certain they were. I saw it myself. Right. Um, You've got to do something and they're going to do something. And in fact, if you look over the, the, the story of this tournament over the past 25 years, the very history of the WM Phoenix Open can be described in the Thunderbirds reacting and harnessing in days and rounds and Saturdays that get off the rails. This past one, just the latest example. So there's going to be something. When you listen and you read Chance Cosby's quotes, um, they're pretty intense. The fact that everything's on the table, that this 2024 is going to mark a, 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 a pivot point in the road for this tournament. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it sounds like they're going to be very aggressive in changing the tone of this tournament. Here, here is where, 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 you, where I think things are going to get very, very interesting. Because if you look at the television ratings over the weekend, and believe me, the PGA Tour is very, very, very interested in this. You had live up the road in Las Vegas. You had the WM Phoenix Open here in Scottsdale. You had Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka. You had John Rahm. You had all those dudes, all those stars who are on live. Dustin Johnson. All those guys are up there. They rank 51st in television ratings. They rank below a BYU basketball game. Meanwhile, the WM Phoenix Open third. Third on Saturday. Why? Because it's great television. Watching these idiots shirtless sliding down hills. You might be appalled. You might think this is a little bit too much. But you cannot argue that it's great television. Now, I didn't watch much of the television coverage. Was, was that being talked about? I mean, do, 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 I know you were out there, so you probably didn't I, get to no, see No, I did tape it. it. I okay. know. Listen, and I went back and reviewed a lot of stuff because I'm a dork like that now with golf. And it's it. No, they they were all just it was all like, woo, woo, woo. Cool. Wow. But no, no. They're framing it like yeah. this is this is Mardi Gras, people. Make sure you come back and you never know what you're going to see next now no golf tournament wants drunk fat dudes shirtless sliding down hills outside of the field of play (laughs) nobody wants 
golfers running and doing snow angels in the bunker. You can't have that. There's no doubt about that. No one's condoning that. But I'm here to tell you, at a time when the PGA Tour needs popular tour stops and needs good television ratings, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It reminds me of the college that is known as a party school, but they don't want to be known as a party school, even though the reason people go there is because they're known as a party school. Mm -hmm. I don't... Even though the Why Phoenix, are you looking at Vinny when you say that? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, who does that sound like? Forks up, baby. The, no, I didn't <laughs> mention any specific schools. Yeah, you, it's true, though. U of A has never battled that. The, I know. I mean, Phoenix, it, it, both well, schools. Well, what I mean, though, is like the Phoenix Open is famous for one reason. Because it has an atmosphere unlike any other. Yes. It is hard. True. They have to walk the line about mm-hmm. they preserving that image mm-hmm. because that's what makes them successful and mm-hmm. unique and stand out. And that's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. But they can't go into to almost like parody. They can't go. They can't jump the shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they can't. And. Look, the, the, like I said, the Thunderbirds are taking the right steps in the now. Mm-hmm. We don't see the effects of any of these steps, whatever, are taken until next February. Yeah. Well, and what I can guarantee you is we don't know what the overall reaction of the golfers, you know, as time passes, do they cool their, their stance, the, the, the golfers that were chirping about it. One thing we do know, there's going to be $8 million at least of prize money on the line mm-hmm. on a tour stop on a weekend mm-hmm. with a lot of visibility, and mm-hmm. that's still going to draw golfers back. And again, it's... it's and it might be I, more than that if it's elevated again. I, I am going to die on this muddy, sloppy hill. <laughs> I am convinced that weather is at the root of everything we saw because I was there every day and I saw it with my own eyes. And and, I, and these golfers, they were on edge. They didn't... Uh, golfing in that kind of weather ain't no fun. And when you got just people around getting India, it's... <laughs> you're going to get what you get. And look, are you getting shirts? If you're drunk and overweight and sliding down a dry hill, no. <laughs> you ever done that? That hurts. Exactly, no Vinny. Fun. Exactly. That's that's it. There's the truth of it. So, yeah, listen, part of the reason Chance Cosby is so great with the Thunderbirds is he's a former golfer, former college golfer, comes from a golf family. His entire family has worked in the golf industry. I have seen any number of times over the past X amount of years where golfers come off with the red ass, right? And he walks out with them to the parking lot and has a conversation with them. And so he is very, very sensitive to the player temperament and the player and how they're looking at all of this. So, and listen, I've said this before. This is the story of the tournament. They'll do something that that will harness this. They'll make good productive changes. That is their history. It's what they do. It's what they've always been doing. But but you're going to have to be careful because the fact that the PGA Tour is getting numbers from this tournament and can flex on live, you don't think that means something to them? It does. Yeah, coming up, Suns get a win over the Kings. We'll give you Vinny's view of it next. Bickley Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.